Hello everyone, and as always, I am Eli Hollingsworth, and welcome back to Against the Current, a The Chosen podcast, where today we are going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 7, Reckoning. And um, I, I've, I've expressed my um, uh, complaints, or no, concerns, criticisms, the three C's about this um, episode, and I am... Um, uh, I'm ready to share why why I don't think this episode works that much. Uh, but first, just want to say um, it's almost Christmas time, and I'm actually recording this on Thursday, December sixteenth. Whereas the actual episode will not be coming out until this next Sunday, which is the nineteenth. So I'm recording this three days before I actually release it, and. Um, that is because I'm going out of town, so I won't have time to record two episodes because I will also be recording the next episode, the season finale, on Sunday uh, and then releasing it a week later. So um, just want to clear that up real quick in case there's any big chosen news that drops within the next three days that I don't get to talk about, um, which I don't think is very likely, but you never know with those guys. Uh, so, just want to say a quick warning for that. But anyway, uh, we are here to talk about Season 2, Episode 7, Reckoning. Um, and that's what we're going to be doing today. So, first off, I just want to say that this episode, um, re-watching it, it, um, I think the episode in and of itself works. The story in and of itself works. Like, the, the storyline of Jesus... Uh, being taken in for questioning by the Romans, his disciples freaking out, even though Jesus told them specifically not to, um, and them all trying to come up with their own solution. And, and um, kind of an episode about the lesson of not leading, do not lead on your own understanding. Um, I have a hair in my mouth. Uh, so this episode works in its own self-contained story. As a chosen episode, in theory, it works uh, the story has a nice, you know, high intensity to it. There's a tension that is built amongst the disciples um, that is done well, and it works, again, because of nuances and character interactions. The, the, the banter between the disciples um, works really well. It flows nicely. It, it They do a good job of the banter and just the character interactions, as always. Uh, the Chosen is, is has always excelled at that. Um, but... <laughs> Oops, sorry. Uh, but we're here. We're good. Uh, so the thing that doesn't work in this episode, though, is the placement of it. I think the placement of this episode really kills it um, because you kind of have this events that could be like uh, the the Mary Magdalene storyline from episodes five and six could be a two-parter stretched out over the course of two episodes because this is a this is a meaty like intense really um like big story plot point that has to get resolved in a single episode because we have to move right on to the finale next episode because this episode becomes right this episode becomes this episode comes right before the finale of season 2 um, it kind of has to rush to resolve itself 
because it's, hey, we've got a season finale up next, so we can't, like, have too much going on. Because it's at the end of the season, the back half, near the finale. I don't think it works nearly as well as it should. It, it feels a little bit clunky in the way that it plays out because it's, oh, she's taken into custody. This is, like, a big revelation, and it's like, wow, geez, like, this is... This is big. This should be... And the disciples are all nervous and and uh, they're all, like, freaking out and, and all that kind of thing. And they're like, what? Oh, it's a, but first of all, Jesus is just being taken in for questioning. We know that. The characters don't know that, so they're freaking out. He could be arrested, that kind of thing. I'm just thinking about this. Um, no, no, we do know that he's just being taken in for questioning. I was going to say, oh, maybe we're... Um, it is his bias because I've already seen the episode, but no, I mean, we already know that he's being just taken in for questioning, because we see Atticus talking to Quintus at the beginning of the episode just saying he wants to question Jesus. Uh, the characters stay, they state once, maybe that, um, they state maybe Jesus, they, the Romans could change their mind and then arrest Jesus, and the same thing that happened to John the Baptist would happen to him, uh, but that's just, just, first of all, just one little throwaway line and it doesn't really, and that never happens. Anyway, they don't never change their mind. It's just questioning between Quintus and Jesus. It's just, hey Jesus, how you doing? Um, yeah. Hey Jesus, how you doing? I uh, just want to talk to you real quick. All right, thanks. Bye. You're done. So it's like, it's anticlimactic. It's a big. Even when uh when it was premiering, Dallas was hyping it up as, oh, this is the big boxing match between Jesus and Quintus. Oh, it's the big battle, the final, the the first encounter. Just boom that kind of thing and there's it's like it's just Quintus comes in and the interaction between Jesus and Quintus don't get me wrong is actually very fun to watch and it makes sense within the characters that they've established in the show um, and it works and it's fun and it has an entertainment value and it's just cool to see you know Jesus and Quintus interacting because Quintus is built up as the main uh, antagonist of the show thus far although again I always say that Shmuel is more scary to me than Quintus, but, you know, that's my personal opinion. Um, so, this is the big botching match between Jesus and Quintus, and all it is, he asks a few questions, um, talks about the stuff that Jesus has been doing, which we already know that he's done, uh, and then he sends Jesus on his way. So, as the big, like, as much as the disciples are so anxious, so upset about it, which, you know, might be a lesson in and of itself, just to say, hey... Uh, just to show how sometimes we get worked up over the littlest things, which is, I guess, a, you know, a good message, good lesson to learn from this episode. Uh, but first of all, this never happens in Scripture. Uh, always something to hearken back to. I know, I know, I know. Get used to different. Simon and Andrew even have this conversation. Simon says to Andrew, get used to different. Uh, which, by the way, that little boat talk right there is, uh, that's like, the, the boat of catchphrases because Simon says get used to different and I think Andrew says um, what did Andrew say? but he said another like little catchphrase that the chosen has so I was like hmm. uh, okay you're you're putting that in there um, so I forget what he said it's kind of gonna bug me but um, so Simon even says to Andrew get used to different this the chosen you know it's Yes, one thing I've praised the chosen for is that it's not completely sticking to scripture. 
that it is doing things that are different. It's taking creative liberty and it's adding things in that work, that make the show feel more real, that give it more realism, that follow the rules of film. But sometimes you're sometimes it doesn't always work. Uh, and especially in this case, because first of all, uh, it's not a part of scripture, therefore all of the people like us who have been so used to Christian media following sticking to scripture, immediately red flags are going off because uh, we're not used to different quite yet. Um, so we're already, okay, um, at least in my mind, okay, it's, this isn't in scripture, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle this because I'm always, I think all of us are very skeptical all the time when they do something that's not in scripture. And 99.99% of the time, it absolutely works and they astonish us with it. Uh, but in this case, it's I just don't think it works because although they they usually follow the rules of film, character interactions, character story arcs, actual you know rules of filmography, rules that experts have studied get an emotional reaction out of human beings when they watch movies and they follow that more than any other Christian media has done. Um, this episode is a particular mistake because. Um, Again, it becomes it comes right before the finale, so it's kind of this could be a finale in and of itself. Like actually, this could be. This was episode seven. Jesus gets taken into custody. The disciples are worrying. Um, kind of leave us on a cliffhanger again. And if you didn't have the whole Mary, that Mary storyline, okay. Um, the the whole Mary going away from the from the group thing, actually has you know. They are constantly calling back to it um, in this episode. And it's what sparked this episode in the disciples' minds is uh, that, that Mary went away, therefore Jesus is on edge, that kind of thing. Uh, so they very much tie into each other, so I don't really think you could take it out. But I also think that you probably could, the Mary storyline. And it's it's a reasonable storyline. It's, it's, I think it would be a storyline that you would should probably tell. Uh, the storyline of episodes five and six, where Mary falls away um, and then being brought back to Jesus and Jesus forgiving her. But it seems like they couldn't pick between the two. Those are two good plot points, and they couldn't pick between them also having the season finale on our hands. So it just kind of, the latter half of this season, as a, from a story standpoint, it kind of moves a little bit clunkily. Like they couldn't decide which plot point to use, so they have to go... Okay, Mary resolved, which doesn't really have too much, um, too many problems there, the Mary storyline, because it's spread out over two episodes, unlike this episode, that's just kind of, you know, one and done thing, not really have as much time to develop, so therefore it feels a little bit rushed in the way that it's resolved, and a little anticlimactic, or at least they shouldn't have built it up as much as they did, because then now we're expecting, oh, we're expecting, um, you know, a big thing to go down here. This is like a really suspenseful, tense moment. This is going to be like super, you know, wow, I'm really expecting something to happen here. And then it's just Quintus asks Jesus a few questions and sends him on his way. Like that, it's not, it doesn't feel like the classic chosen magic. I don't know why they that this particular sequence didn't have the chosen fairy dust on it it's not like wow nothing really stands out here as this is like amazing this is like the chosen like um like what was it like the the 
turning the water to wine, for example, in um, in episode season one, episode five, um, turning the water to wine. It's like wow, this the scene where Jesus turns the water to wine with uh, Giovanni Cairo, aka Thaddeus's monologue, talking about the stone, uh, like stonemasoning, um, and you're just like wow, this is powerful. This is impactful. This is like an awesome moment. Um, this is like something to be remembered. And this is the chosen's classic, or like Mary in season one, episode one, getting redeemed by Jesus. That is a moment where you're, every adult that I talked to is like, "Oh, I just cried my eyes out at that moment." I'm like, "Yes," because super impactful. It's it's because we've all been there, and it's super relatable, and because uh, it's recalling someone coming to Christ after you know feeling not worthy and and being redeemed by by Jesus. Um, so we all have felt that. So that is um, something that we can all relate to. And it, and it, you know, gets an emotional reaction out of everybody. Leaves something for everyone. Or even, you know, someone who hasn't been saved. So thinking, wow, could that, you know, if this is, since this is a true story, if that's what Mary did, maybe I can, you know, uh, try to look to Christ as well. But why is this one hair sticking up? That's not good. Anyway, um... If that bothers you, I'm sorry. Uh, so, Mary, uh, that is, you know, there's these impactful chosen moments that we've come to expect from every episode. Even Mary coming back in, in last episode, episode six. Impactful moment, because we've, uh, I'm sure some of us have at least been there, um, where we've fallen away from Christ, and then we can always be forgiven and accepted back in. That's even an impactful moment right there. Um, but it's not, I wouldn't say episodes five and six, are as, you know, riveting, impactful as some of the other episodes. But in this episode, you don't get that. You don't get... And the closest we get is at the end when Jesus tells the disciples uh, the daily prayer. The, what's it called? It's the, it's the daily prayer, right? Yeah, the Lord's Prayer. Sorry. Uh, the Lord's Prayer, yeah. When, he, when he's explaining to them the Lord's Prayer. That's the closest thing we get. But then again, because Jesus is telling them not to worry, that kind of thing, after they've just been, we've just been watching... Andrew freak out for the past 40 minutes um, because he's telling that them that there where we've had watching them freak out over something that wasn't really too much to freak out about because we see Quintus is not at all threatened by Jesus. He doesn't think he's a problem yet at all. Um, so he's not even threatened by Jesus at all. So we see that scene and we go, oh, okay, um, we're good. Haven't really been totally invested from the beginning, but okay, I, I'm relieved now, and then Jesus tells the disciples this, uh, the daily prayer, the Lord's Prayer, and uh, he, uh, it's not as impactful because the disciples were overreacting, like we didn't, we didn't think that Jesus was in any real threat, uh, because first of all, we hopefully are all, like, we know that Jesus can do everything, we know that Jesus knows everything, so we didn't know, and we know that this is only season two, first of all. So Jesus is not going to be hung up on the cross right here because we know that there's four more seasons of the show. So we already know that Jesus isn't in any real danger. Um, and we know that it's because this doesn't happen in the Bible, Jesus goes on to do more things. We know that the Sermon on the Mount is right around the corner. We know that this isn't in Scripture, so therefore that doesn't really affect the Sermon on the Mount that much. So when Jesus is calming the disciples down, saying, hey... Uh, here's the Lord's Prayer, this is how you can pray and not be afraid of those kind of things. It's not as impactful, it's not as relieving to us because we already knew that Jesus wasn't in any real trouble. 
Um, so that's my main criticism with this episode is that it doesn't really impact or hit hard and the expecting the audience to think that Jesus is in real danger uh, because we're seeing the disciples worry so much doesn't really work because, I mean, I hope most of us have read the Bible. The only person, type of person, this episode would work for is someone who hasn't had any experience with scripture whatsoever. That person would be like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? I heard that Jesus dies on the cross, so is this it? This is where it happens, isn't it? Uh, so that's really the only person who would think that Jesus is in any real danger here. Um, so that's my main criticism with this episode. But I do, again, this episode in and of itself, it's a very fun episode. Yeah. Um, despite, you know, Noah's, I mean, uh, Andrew's freaking out the whole episode, which is still, you know, in some cases kind of fun to watch, uh, just, you know, from an acting standpoint. Uh, but the character interactions, they flow nicely, especially when the disciples are all standing in a circle talking about what they're going to do. Uh, that's just good character banter going back and forth. It's timed very nicely. The editing is smooth. You can know exactly who's saying what. Uh, and they all fit with what the who the characters are and the, what they're saying is very much what you'd expect them to say in this type of scenario. Uh, staying very true to the character personalities and that kind of thing. Uh, so... Those are always very fun to watch, just anytime the disciples are all there together uh, talking. Uh, also, Andrew and Simon in the boat earlier when they are fishing um, is fun, for spe specifically for me to watch because I have a brother. So I think they pretty much nailed the brotherly banter there. Um, and that's just very fun for me to watch because it's, you know, it's how two brothers would be talking in this type of scenario. That's exactly how we fight every day over lunch. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so that was also, that's very fun to watch. It's just fun to watch, you know, this episode, the main thing that shines here is character interaction. Uh, that's the main thing that is pretty much nailed here, um, is just, as always, the character interactions. That's what The Chosen is golden at, just... The writing, the acting, um, just the editing, very well done to where um, you're watching these characters interact with each other and it feels real. It doesn't feel like a movie script or actors, you know, acting. It feels like real people actually in these scenarios. Um, so that's a big plus for this episode. Something that's just always fun to watch. And especially, you know, Jesus and Quintus interacting. This, on a story standpoint... Uh, based on what they've set up in the episode, does it work to the fullest extent? No, from a story standpoint. But from every other standpoint, yes, it works. Just watching, if you were just to watch that scene by itself, it would work very nicely. It's a very good scene of seeing Jesus, Quintus, and we haven't really talked about Atticus yet. I don't even think I've mentioned him too much yet. Uh, but Atticus is also a very fun character in the mix. Uh, I just watching him, um, you know, to, um, just kind of in the background lurking in his personality is fun. And that's why I think Shmuel is so scary to me watching this episode again. That's why I think Shmuel is like a big red flag to me because every character in The Chosen has these distinct personalities and they have these quirks and they have these nice character traits. Even the villains. Quintus is 
so much fun to watch. Uh, Brandon Potter, I think is his name, uh, portrays him very nicely. Does a very good job um, of portraying the character um, and just making him feel lively and you know interesting and, and fun to watch. To wherever you know we we want to see him more. Uh, Atticus is also very fun. His obsession with snacks, uh, fruits, and I think it's only fruits, right? You know, he doesn't eat any vegetables or anything, just fruits. Um, just, you know, everyone has their own little quirks and things that they do that make them interesting and you want to watch them. Shmuel ain't got any of those. Shmuel is just a, a stone cold, just out for Jesus. He's not even targeting, like, even it, it was mentioned this episode by uh, Yusuf, I think. He's just like, you're not even doing this on behalf of religion. You're just targeting Jesus. He doesn't have anything to stand out with him. He's just... And I'm not saying the actor does a bad job of portraying the character. I'm He's doing exactly what he's being written to do, uh, which is just like stone cold, just I'm out for Jesus. And that's what makes him so scary to me. I'm like, I don't even like you as a character. I mean, I'd like to... You know, we all like to hate these characters like uh, Quintus. I, I, I don't think he's as, you know hate a bull as Shmuel because Shmuel is just like I'm just feeling it in my gut guys that's that's why Jesus dies on the cross that's why he's crucified is because of Shmuel not because of Quintus Quintus is over there just oh fish and bones I like you Jesus and then Shmuel is like I'm out for you I will kill you um so I am way more terrified of Shmuel than Quintus and they actually got their research approved Shmuel and uh Shimon I think that's his name. Um, they really, they, they got their research approved, so now they're going after Jesus now. Um, that's pretty scary. And I don't like that, because we all know what happened, and I don't want to see that, ever. Um, but we're going to have to, because I have to watch the episodes, and uh, it's going to be brutal. Actually, so I do have a theory here, guys. I have a theory that we may not even see the crucifixion on The Chosen. What? I don't think so. Because Dallas has specifically said he shies away from big miracles, big biblical events. He actually said that before. I don't remember where he said that or why he said that, but um, I think someone was asking, oh yeah, someone was asking about are we going to see Jesus wandering in the wilderness or um, the baptism with John the Baptist baptizing Jesus. And he says he tends to shy away from big miracles. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't even see the crucifixion. Which, you know, would save us a lot of trouble because we wouldn't have to ball our eyes out. Although I kind of want to in a weird way. That sounds weird. Um, I kind of want to see the crucifixion to, like, see how much salt water I can emit from my eyes. And just, like, you know, hold a bottle or a bucket beneath my face and then just fill it up. Uh, but... I don't think we're going to see the crucifixion. I, I personally wouldn't be surprised if we just see it from the disciples' perspective or then just completely skip over it. Skip over the crucifixion. Like, just do a time jump. Because, I don't know, Dallas is... And recently Dallas said that the um, feeding of the 5,000 is the finale of season three. Which, I'm like, really? So the finale of season three is the feeding of the 5,000. I don't think that happens in the Bible. I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen too much after uh, the Sermon on the Mount. So if you're doing the feeding of the 5,000, that's almost halfway through season... Uh, that's almost halfway through the show. If they're doing seven seasons, uh, then three and a half is halfway. Haha, <laughs> see, I'm, I'm, 
I know math. I'm a big brain. Um, you're almost halfway through the show, and you're only at the feeding of the 5,000. So I'm wondering how many time jumps, how many more time jumps we're going to see throughout the course of the show. Maybe Dallas misspoke. He said it's the climax, and then he says the finale. So it might be, I was guessing it was going to be the midway, the midway point of season three. That would that made the most sense to me, just to you know keep things moving along. But it doesn't seem that way. Um, so I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes, because I'm interested to see, you know, what else they're going to include because we are almost halfway through again. So it'll be interesting to see how, how all that stuff plays out. Uh, but overall, this episode, it's a if you take it by itself and just try not to think about how it ties into the overall season and just kind of turn your brain off and just have fun, there's a lot of entertainment value here. There's a lot to be, um, you know, there's a lot to have fun with. It's a very um, entertaining episode. Even when the characters are, you know, freaking out at each other and Andrew's yelling all over the place. It's just fun to see, you know, the, the character, you know, the switch in personalities between Simon and Andrew. Um, so, when that stuff is great, uh, as always. But as an actual story point, I just don't know if we exactly needed this here. You could have saved it for a later point uh, when you had more time to develop it. So... That's my thoughts on Season 2, Episode 7, Reckoning. Um, but overall, you know, it's still a fun episode. It's still very watchable. It's not like I can't, I'm going to sit here and say, oh, I can't watch this episode because it's so bad. Um, it's like uh, the Star Wars prequels. They're bad. They're really bad. They're just a jumbled mess, except for maybe, you know, Episode 3. That's fine. Uh, but the Star Wars prequels... Or just a jumbled mess. But are they still watchable? Yes, I could watch them all day because it's Star Wars. So it's still very watchable. And it's George Lucas Star Wars, so it's very watchable. Uh, but as from a story standpoint, kind of a mess. Uh, that's kind of the same thing here. It's very watchable, has a lot of entertainment value, but from a story standpoint, don't know if it exactly works. When tied into the rest of the season, even as an episode by itself, it might work, but not really, actually. Again, it's too rushed, too resolved, uh, too quickly. Uh, so... Those are my thoughts on Season 2, Episode 7. The Reckoning, I already just said that. But if I had to rate it out of 10, I'd probably give it a uh, 6. Maybe 6.5? 6, 6 or 6.5. This is definitely my least favorite episode of the show. because, And you know why. It's just because I wish we got more of this storyline. Um, because it just doesn't feel like we got enough for it to be fully resolved. Uh, so... There you go. There's my thoughts on Season 2, Episode 7. Wrecking. I already said that. This is the third time saying it. But anyway, yes. Um, I hope to see you guys next week where we'll be talking about the season finale. Don't worry. My thoughts are a lot more positive on the season finale because the season finale works a lot more. Some nice surprises in there that will be that that is very exciting to talk about. Uh, so I'll see you guys next week. And next week will be after Christmas, I believe, actually. Uh, so hope you guys... Yeah, it's going to be the day after Christmas is when the next episode will come out. So um, since I'm recording this in the past, I hope you guys have a uh, Merry Christmas. I hope you guys, um, you know, it goes well and, you know, you get to see family, that kind of thing. I hope you guys all have a very nice Christmas, and um, I'll see you next week. So bye. <laughs>